Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. Or as Steve Urkel likes to say, the lovely Laura Winslow. No, I'm playing. But I'm anyway. not Laura Winslow. <laughs> Guys, I'm just really happy and excited about today's episode. I'm excited to be uh, chilling with you, Shai. How you feeling? How you feeling today? I feel fine. It's another day. It's just another day in paradise. Well, Shire, I'm excited about today's topic because we're going to be talking about marriage. And specifically from the topic of why black millennials are not getting married. What is going on? What's going on? What's going on? Um, sorry, I'm going to really just turn it over to you and let you, you know, kind of throw us into this topic. But before we get there, we definitely want to do some house cleaning. Uh, we want to let you house know. House cleaning? I thought it was housekeeping. Yes, sorry, housekeeping. <laughs> housekeeping. I would love for you to clean the house, though. <laughs> so, uh, as you can tell, we're go- we're straight into the podcast now, so... Um, if you're not familiar, if you're just the first time listening to the Black Mary and Jeffrey podcast, we talk about anything from real estate to uh, all things finance, debt payoff, and marriage. You know what I mean? So um, welcome to the show. If you're new and if you're not new, welcome back. So Shire, without further ado, why don't you lead us into the topic? Marcus, you sounded like uh, you were doing the church announcements. <laughs> yes, church announcements. That's what we'll call that segment, church announcements. Church announcements. <laughs> I mean, it really took COVID for folks to get a break from the church announcements. Like, we yes. can't read the bulletin. Anywho, let's stay on topic. So, um, I came across some really, really interesting statistics. Yes. And it was from... Um, an article from the Pew Research Center. And for those of you who are readers, it's titled, As Millennials Near 40, They're Approaching Family Life Differently Than Previous Generations. So in looking at that article, I learned that a majority of millennials are not married. Um, And only 44% of millennials were married in 2019. And that is pretty low compared to previous generations yes and one of the things that it that it noted was that um for men the average uh age of the first marriage was age 30 what's wrong with y'all 30 (laughs) okay and for women they were 28 years old and the thing that struck me was that black millennials are far less likely to be married than millennials and other racial and ethnic groups. Mm. So 24%. So that's 
about one in four black millennials are married. So that means 75% are single. Um, And when we look at other races, so 51% of Asian millennials are married, 48% of white millennials are married, and 42% of Hispanic millennials are married. Mm. And I guess the question is, well, why is it? So the article did not go into why, but I think today we're going to try to yeah, fill in the gaps. Yeah. So we'll give our opinions and our, and our yes. thoughts on that. On so the Marcus has his theories that I have not heard. Okay. And I have a few of my own that I am going to either shock him with or, or not shock him with. Yeah. So do you have one for me or would yes. you like me to go first? You know what, Shar, why don't you go ahead and go first? Cause you want a nice flow right now. I like the flow that you're on. Okay. So I'm going to let you go. And then I'm going to come over the top rope. With okay. Um, well, I guess this kind of goes with your church announcements. Um, because my one of my reasons was the acceptability of cohabitation. Yes. Where in past years. Okay. So cohabitation, a.k.a. shacking, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Um, living with your boo. Right. Okay. Right. So like no one calls it shacking i mean i have not heard anyone use that terminology like in years but like when we were younger like what do you think would happen if you and i decided to move in together what what would have happened uh my family would have been like what you know are you going to marry her they would have looked at me sideways because i come from a a very uh deep-rooted church family you know so they would have been like what's going on i kind of would have been probably outcast like i think you i think that i think someone would have showed up to the house with oil (laughs) (laughs) and the latter they would have slathered us down with oil yeah or i'm i think i'm saying it wrong and we would have had a shotgun wedding right in your apartment yeah they would have been like "What, what are you doing and either they would have talked me into marrying you shotgun style or I would have just been the black sheep. Yeah, I don't think I would have been a black sheep, but I don't think my mother would have approved. Yeah. Nor my father. Yeah. If he were to find out. And and Shire, think, just talk about what, what time that was. I mean, man, time has flown. That was 15 years back. So the world was a, di- a different place morally uh, 15 years ago. Like even 15 years ago, things we see people getting canceled all the time for things they said 15 years ago right that now you can't say those things so the moral compass has just kind of shifted in general and it does over time anyway so fast forward to now i mean we might it might not we might not be met with such vitriol now yeah i mean we we know people who have cohabitated and it has led to marriage Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i know people that have had the opposite experience where their cohabitation did not lead to marriage it led to i really don't think this is going to work out and it ended up in a breakup so if you are living with someone who is your partner i think in some situations there's not an urgency to get married right now i don't have statistics on if the cohabitation rates are higher um, with within the black community, I don't know, but yeah. in general, I think we can make an assumption that in most ethnic racial groups, it is a little bit higher, and it is trending upward. It has trended upward over time, right? 
So that was that was mine. You so got you yours. got okay. one. I mean, I have some more too. But what you got? Okay, well, let's get into it uh, because uh, you know this is a finance podcast and and we do touch on mar- marital topics as we do today. But let's keep it. Let's 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 let's, let's kind of go back to the finance piece. I believe welfare and welfare. Yeah, I believe welfare played a role, and and that's not welfare. just my my thought either. Uh, a website here. Why would you say it's well? I'm, I'm, it's welfare's well, fault. You got to give me some well, more. Well, I'm gonna break it down. Okay. So the Institute for Family Studies dot org, uh, ifstudies.org, st- states that in. Let, 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 let me find my my information here. But in help them <laughs> take your time from 1890 to 1950, Shara, black women had a higher black men and women had a higher marriage rate than white women. So that was then white women, then white couples, then, then white couples. So okay. that was during the age of uh, reconstruction and Jim Crow from 1890 to 1950. Marcus, do you know how long ago 1890 was? I mean, that that was a very long time ago. Well, peep the stash. I have more for you. They didn't even have welfare back then. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So in 1950, just 9% of black children lived without their father. Okay. Right? So that that also... goes back to say hey the family dynamic was 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 strong there there were a lot of couples there were a lot of married couples mother and father in the home shire by 1960 the black marriage rate had declined but remained close to our white counterparts but by the mid 1980s fathers fatherlessness skyrocketed uh today only 44 percent of black children have their father in the home and what this website points to is welfare. When welfare came in in the uh, late 1960s, it was uh, an assistance from the government for uh, you know women and 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 really was had a focus on broken families, right? And they're saying this this study is saying that that may have played a role into hey, if we're having a rocky relationship, right? And you leave the home and I can get a check. And, and, and I could get money. The government can be that pseudo man in the family. It it kind of serves as a, de- a divisive thing, you know. And, and then, you know, let's say, okay, so that's dealing with the married couple that may split. But let's say if you're growing up and you know that, hey, this assistance is out there as a as a backup plan. You know, maybe I can get by with just me and, and raising my kid. I, I'm not really... I'm less inclined to go the extra mile to stay in this relationship when I have a nice safety net. And this study says that that overwhelmingly affected black families more so than uh, other families, which leads us to the statistics that you named off that are today. What people aren't marrying because we, from the 1980s to current, we saw that, the family wasn't really like a huge dynamic. It, it was like there were many split families that were successful that 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 did okay. You know what I'm saying? You well, came I out of a say, family. How do you say split that, families that, did, that were successful? That survived, that excelled, that you know what I mean? Uh, m- many of my friends growing up uh, didn't have a father. They they maybe just had you know just raised by their mother, you know, but they were successful just as I was. They were still just succeeding in school. So we, we, we've we've seen from the 80s to current that you can survive with with just one parent or you could survive 
alone, so to speak. Right. So it just kind of made marriage like not this glamorous thing like it was because in the 50s, we needed each other. We still need each other. We still need each other. But when you have this safety net, I'm going to go back to the welfare safety net system. It's a net. It's not a blanket. It's not a warm blanket. Right, right. Like, do you know what a net looks like? A net is full of holes. Right. But it, it may have served as a, well, you know what? We're not seeing completely eye to eye. I don't necessarily want to work on this. Or I, I kind of want to do me. You know what I mean? I want to do me. So I can do that because I, you know. Right. So I think what you're saying is that. Help me out, Shara. I think what you're saying is that there is a historical piece and there's also a piece that is part government policy that have not incentivized a man being in the home. Right. I think that's what you're saying. Or doing the work to stay because we know marriage is hard and it takes work. Right. And And, and, well, and you had a statistic from 1890, but what, this recent article is showing is that there are differences um, in our generation than our parents and their parents. You don't even have to go back that far to see the shifts and changes in um, society. Yeah. But I definitely think that there is a governmental policy uh, piece because historically I'm looking at history. Our families have been broken up. Right. So, So, but, but I don't, you know, I. Well, let's take the government out of it. Okay. We could take the government out. Okay. Of it. Let's just say it. 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 Because the welfare thing is a. It's a hot take, as they say in the sports world. So that's it. It, it means welfare is government. Right. I don't. I think it's say, okay. the Government policies. Let's like take I the said. government out of it. Okay. Because that kind. That kind of feels like a conspiracy theory. It kind of did. How really... you was explaining it, I wasn't gonna say it. Okay. But you so did. let's take that out. The numbers don't lie. That marriage. Uh, broken homes and marriage. Let, let me say this in night in the mid 1980s. The statistics clearly show that marriage was not as important as it was in years prior. I think marriage has always been important. Well, I don't I'm talking about, I'm not talking, I'm talking about just merely the numbers. Well, you can say a decline, but I don't think the statistics don't say how important something okay, is. Let's just say the numbers clearly state that it declined. Marriage declined in the 80s. So what does that mean? I don't know. We're not saying what caused it. Let's just say, can we both agree that it declined? Well, we're, we are both saying that there has been a continued decline. So let's say if, but if, if the numbers really became more polarizing in the eighties, those are the parents of millennials. So the millennial era didn't see their parents as married as the generation before it. Okay. So now marriage. So you're now it's a cycle. It's a cycle. It's okay. Cyclical. So now, now this marriage is, a gener- is like it's 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 a cycle. It's, it's a generation it's generational. Of, I, I could thing. do it, but I could also have fun. Because so what you're saying is that if you grow up in single parent home or something to that effect, you're more likely to have seen someone do it alone. So right. therefore, you think, man, I can, I, do can this. I can do it if I have to. Yeah, and 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 no shade to that. I think that that's awesome. I think a lot of our young ladies. Uh, black women are they're like hey i'm not really gonna wait and 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 just kind of be nurtured into even with my daughter i don't and i'm gonna i'm gonna try to find a healthy balance but i don't necessarily want to nurture my daughter into just being that uh, housewife like uh, nurture her into just wait for a husband 
uh, because he's going to come and you want to be you want to be really uh, remember Shai, we had home at classes and we want to groom our ladies to be good uh, wives. Homemakers. I want my daughter to be somewhat independent too. No, because it's a I new want era. Her, I want her to be. I, I I want her to have a. She nice has balance. a good balance. I mean, she's I a young girl, daughter, and she will get in the kitchen with mama but, and cook, and she'll when yeah. guests come, ask them if they need something. That's just hospitality. Those are good life skills that people need to have, whether you're male or female. I understand where you're coming from, though. Yeah, I want you my want your baby to girl to, to be okay, to be okay, and not have to wait on a guy necessarily. Whereas generations past, that wasn't the mentality. The mentality was you grow up, you get married. I like I like to say, Sha, I think. But me that and you, was the social norm. Norm. That was the social norm. Yes. And so what we're saying is that the norms are changing. Under the norms, what's considered normal? Right. It's being redefined. It's being redefined. So can I go? It's on you. Sha. I mean, I feel you good just about took up. Okay. So how how are you going to like this? My reason why black millennials are not getting married is because men are not leaving the nest. Yes, I put it off on the brothers. Okay, well, I don't have the statistics for black men, but I'm, this is all men. But okay, so 14% of millennials live with their parents and another 14% live with other family members. Okay, so that's 28% of millennials is live, are living with someone um, and who's not a spouse. Facts. And then millennial men are much more likely than millennial women to live with their parents. So that's 18% of men compared to 10% of women. So if we have 18% of millennial men living at home... Are they in a position to take on the responsibility of a wife and family? Speak on it. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, but it depends on what their reason for living at home. So, you know, you may what be... reason could you possibly have? Millennials are in their 30s, nearing their 40s. Some might be in their late 20s. I'm, I'm not sure. Right. But if you creeping on out of them 20s if you're a millennial. Yeah. I mean, you may be stacking your money. Hmm. Uh, you think that that's what the eighteen percent are doing? They're just sitting at home stacking money. Yeah, yeah. I think I think what's what we see happening. For what purpose? Well, sorry. Uh, in, in all honesty, me and you are on the high end of the millennial uh, age bracket, right? So we're we're we scarcely made it into that millennial no. class. But okay. let, let's let's take let's bring it down to. Folks I don't think we scarcely because some people will say that nineteen eighty. Well, yeah, if you're born, right. any, you know, so, so we're kind of smack dab in that middle. We're kind of in the middle. Well, well, let's break it down to maybe an individual, maybe 10 years younger than us, maybe in their mid 20s. Right. I feel like. They're not in a rush to get married because they want to have a solidified career. That's what they say. But one in four are only one in four are married. I think right. we're all hiding behind. We're just waiting, and, and and they are, and millennials are waiting. That's why I gave the age, you know, the average age of marriage for men is age 30. Yeah, I think men want to be. why are we living at home? Why are the men, more so than the women, staying at home? Well, I think we one could say that it's it, the cost of living is, is a lot more expensive. Rents are a lot more expensive. I mean, myself, I came from the generation of 18 21 you moved out and like you could do that right i had a my first uh apartment was cost me 550 dollars a month it was a studio apartment 
they've got studio apartments in San Francisco that will rent out for $6,000 a month. So it's... Well, then you don't live in San Francisco. Well, not too far, though. Well, you don't... You, know you, you need to move and relocate <laughs> so you can be the best yes. you. Yes, yes, I agree. Men make it happen. So no excuses, you know, as to why you can't do it. If you want to do something, you need to do it. So why... So, well, if that's the case, then why are 18% of millennial? I feel like you're on the stand. You're on trial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why are 18 per- That's a high percentage, Marcus. Uh, I'm going to keep it 1,000. Let's go here, Shire. Okay. Let's go here. It's hard to be with, uh, if you're not a hyper successful male, and it, trust me, if you're living at home and you're making just enough to maybe get out on your own, but not quite yet, so you're, that's why you're staying at home, it's hard to get into the, the dating gang cycle because these ladies are successful, man. These ladies are educated and because, and, and, and uh, black women are the uh, highest rising entrepreneur class. These black women got it together uh, and it's hard to step to a sister and you making, you know, just enough. It's hard to step to a sister when you come in, when you stepping out of a, a of a Honda Civic. You see what I'm talking about? That's now, let, a good car. That. That's a good car. Oh, well, oh. Let's keep it 100, though, Shire. Oh, we can't, can we keep it? I'm going to keep it 1,000. Okay. 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 So keeping it 1,000 is that, yes, um, black women were highly. Because y'all wanting y'all Birkin bags and all this kind of foolishness. You what know is what I'm that? Saying? Okay. So, <laughs> yes, women are, women in general are. You want a brother with some money. Let's keep it real, Shire. Okay, so women in general are graduating from college at higher rates than men. Yes. However, black men statistically still make more than black women. Okay, so I pulled some statistics for us. Okay. They're they're a couple years old, but they're from the depart the Department of Labor Statistics. So uh, this was in 2017. Okay. So. I'm not sure what the pandemic has done to to wages of our black families, but um, in 2017, the av- the median salary for a black man was forty two thousand seventy six dollars, okay. and for black women, it was thirty six thousand um, seven hundred thirty five dollars, and the salary was trending down from the year before, trending down. So I I think you're right about the education piece, but statistically, I don't think I'm not sure if black women are making more than black men, because generally men do make more than women. Well, let's go here, Shara, because I love that you gave those average numbers. Okay, and I'm and and, and, and I'm going to just be real with it. The average person doesn't want the average person. What do you mean by that? that, That's true. What do you mean by that, Marcus? Everybody believes that their soulmate, uh, fairy tale, there, yeah, should be a fairy tale. So if I'm making forty thousand and I'm a young lady, I believe that I deserve a man that's making X, Y, and Z. If I'm a young man that's making forty thousand, I I think I deserve Holly Berry, who's this this model, right? So everyone's uh, idea of their mate is inflated. Let's not act like that's not true okay. nobody wants to date someone who's who's a- average across the board that's not what you go out that's not what you're going out looking for that may be what you find you know but no one wants to quote unquote settle so I, while these numbers are average no one wants the average person everybody's I, waiting for that I, I, you know that 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 perfect uh picture 
in their mind of what they want their mate to be. And I think that could be hurting marriages. Okay. Everybody's waiting. Everybody's trying to wait, get the best. It's, There's only so much best to go around. You're right. But you know what's funny? I don't know if you're realizing this dynamic is that I've been blaming the men and you've been blaming the women. I wouldn't say that. Well, you're yes, you are. You're saying I'm that. I'm talking about fellas, too. But. Fellas, too. We're waiting for this dime. So you're saying and, that people don't have realistic expectations. Th- Shire, that was you, you just took the words right out of my mouth. That's what I'm trying to say. I think people's expectations are real. So a guy, men who are staying with their mothers, are they feel inefficient. They feel I can't pursue the type of woman I see in my head until I get my money right, until I get my paper right. So I'm either going to stay huddled up in my mother's house and not aspire for more, or I'm staying in my mother's house and I'm stacking, stacking, stacking to become this great person so I can go out with my, you know, three-piece suit on and finally get that girl that I've always seen in my mind. I know she wants those types of things. I I don't know that 18% of men that are staying at home with their parents are actively seeking to become the person that you, that you just described parents. If you have a son, we have a son, Mm -hmm. but the job is to raise a boy into a man. Right. And if you're a millennial and you're in your thirties and your late thirties, you have very specific taste in your late thirties, your late thirties and you're preparing yourself. That means that you've had, at least 12 years um, of being out of high school. What have you done? Let's go here. Okay, let's go. I, that was a great question, sir. I do agree with what you say, but let, let's go here. Let's keep it a thousand. If you met Marcus Murray at 30 years old, think about where Shira was at 30 years old. I want you to be honest with our audience here today. I'm going to finish my question before I let you go. <laughs> okay, Shire. You're 30 year old Shira and you met 30 year old Marcus. Mm hmm. Could I pull you? Could 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 I could could I step to you with where I was at thirty and where you were at thirty? Okay, so our lives are so intertwined that I cannot answer that question. You can't imagine yourself at thirty without me. There. At thirty, we're already nine years in. <laughs> we're already nine years in. So it, it, it's hard to answer that question. Okay, I do have another because thirty year old Marcus. Is 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 a is a hustler, a hard worker, but thirty year old Marcus isn't degreed up. Thirty year old Marcus isn't clocking six figures, and you're degreed up, and but you're waiting for. I have a stat on that. Okay. So actually, I have a statement because I don't know what I did with this stat, but um, basically, the article shared that millennial men are more likely than women to marry someone with higher educational credentials. So a lot of men are open to being married to a woman that ha- has attained, you know, a higher educational right. accomplishment or however you want to describe that. Um, and there was another piece to that, but I don't That's know, but, but I think that that is just turning into the norm. I mean, cause I think people are waiting. People are spending more time to learn themselves. Uh, uh, we had our, our a good friends uh the money monopolizers or actually we were on their podcast and we kind of spoke to this i think people are waiting to build their careers people are spending more time to learn themselves to learn their tastes to get what they think their career is to get a little more stable and so when you're doing that you're 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 aging your tastes are changing 
And when you get 30 and you got your career or you ladies, you have your degree, gentlemen, you have that big job, man, you want a very specific person. So you're you're less willing to build a life with someone. Okay, I have to I have to throw you a question, though, because I feel like we're not really addressing the question. The question is, why aren't black millennials not getting married? Not millennials across the board, Mm, because black millennial marriage is only 24 percent compared to 51 percent of Asian 48% of white and 42% of Hispanic millennials. So why aren't the black millennials getting married? Black people. Let's go here. I, I believe the overwhelming majority of black men and black women have developed stereotypes of each other. Okay. Okay. They developed uh, limiting beliefs in regards to each other. And so they were less inclined to go into it blindly. Like they've developed these blind. going to a relationship optimistically i think they've developed these thoughts based on what we see on social stupid social media come on on television and different things like that we've developed these stereotypes of each other and so we're less likely to learn each other and cohabitate and build a life together i think there's some benefit to naivete when me and you uh, we were young, dumb, and in love. And I think that that has served as a wonderful benefit to us. Sometimes what, what you don't know is a good thing because you can learn with each other. Instead, you come into the relationship with all this information, all this stuff you've seen online, all this uh, you know, stuff you've read in, in these magazines on right. what women want, what men want. And you come into it jaded. You come into it with your guard up. Come on, Shia. I'm going to just, I'm going to amen that. Thank you, Shia. I think that we take a lot of advice from people who don't have the lived experience to back it up. Okay, let me say that again. We take advice from people that do not have the lived experience to back it up. That's, 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 okay. So one of the things that I looked up, because I think a lot of times we're quick to make black women feel bad for being educated. But when you actually look at the statistics, um, people with a bachelor's degree or higher, they tend to stay married. They tend to stay married, period. Yes. They tend to stay married um, when compared to those who do not have a bachelor's or who have a high school degree or, um, or like a GED. Right. So folks that are married actually tend to stay together. Might be hard finding a man, but girl, when you get them, yeah. y'all, it's going to work. Yeah. It's going to work. I mean, that's what the, that is what the statistics say when you actually look at them. Yeah. So. I think that's good, Char. I don't know. But I, I mean, yeah, I think that sometimes folks don't have realistic expectations. And I, and I've. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I feel like our whole conversation is speculation. Yeah, yeah. We don't have, there's no causation. Like because of this, yeah. black people are not getting married. I don't, I feel like there's many, many layers. Yeah, it's, it's a definitely a, a thick, a thick topic of conversation to, to unpack for sure. Right. But there are so many benefits to getting married. Yeah. That now, I, let's go into that. That's what I want to go into, Shire, because. Well, I can, I mean, we can just, that's, that's, okay, boom. I can no give you some right now. No matter how hard you hustle, no matter how successful of you are, in, no matter how successful you are individually, what if you connect with someone who's equally as successful? I'm sorry, isn't. You don't even have to be two, equally successful. Two is always better than one. Two one is, and a half 
is better than one. One and three quarters is better than one. So when you're thinking about a mate and you're like, I have to find someone who's my equal or above. What is that? What is that? You're selling yourself short. Throw that, throw that mentality. I have to find someone who's my equal. Yeah. Throw that away because in most cases, not all, but in most cases, that type of thinking does not serve you. Right. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Get to know people for who they are. I think it's going to take both sides doing that. You know what I mean? Because I could be a young lady or a young man that's like, you know what, Marcus and Shire, you guys are right, man. I'm going into it. I'm, I'm going into it with that mentality. But if the opposite or if, the you know, the opposite party is not thinking like that, that's where it gets hard. And I think because, Shire, these statistics show that marriage is a two-way street. It's not just that marriages are breaking up. But it's just that they're not the even two parties aren't even coming. We're not coming even coming together. together. We're so, not even coming together. Yeah. Well, sorry, and I, I, I think there's there's other layers to this, too. Well, let's get on it. OK, we well, got nothing but time. I mean, oh, the people on the pockets, they're okay. hanging out with us. So the other huh? one and this could. Well, this is I'm just going to read a fact. So okay. um, this statistic from the same article, check it out if you're if you're into this type of thing. But it says roughly one in five black and Hispanic millennials who are married have a spouse of a different race or ethnicity. So what that tells me is that th- that of the 24 percent of the black millennials who are married, mm-hmm. that one in five of that 24 percent. So are um are married to someone of another ethnicity. Mm. I don't know what the statistics are between male and female. Right, right. That, but, I think that would be really interesting. But I think that, um, you know, if you're black and you're looking for a black spouse, mm-hmm. maybe it's harder. Or maybe you should open, you know, be more open to um, right, right. a marriage with a spouse of a different race or ethnicity. But I just thought that that's, that's that definitely t- was really statistic. interesting to share. Yeah, that's 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 a uh, that's a good one, and we could definitely get deep on that. So one. it's increased over time. Gotcha. So that's the thing. Now, what God has put together, what they say, yeah. let no man put asunder. Yeah, something like that. So I'm not, you know, but that is that's the realness. I, I, I honestly, in, in my short, my small, um, my small scope. Or, or a group that I've, you know, with people I know, I've seen a lot of second marriages being with a member of a, of of, a, of another race, and I think that may play into that statistic. While divorce increases, um, you see that you said that statistic is is growing of of blacks, you know, marrying other races. I think maybe it might be something to that as well. Like, hey. It didn't work out the first round, maybe the second round. I'll try something else. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I've seen that in, in just in my experience from the little, you know, my small little sphere of, of people. So I don't know. But this is a great topic, man. And uh, we really didn't answer anything. That's that's the kind of. Yeah. I hope you were able to siphon something from this conversation. <laughs> well, I think the takeaway is what. I think we stand for and what we represent and that is is that marriage works. Yeah. Marriage is work. Man, it's work. But it also works. Yeah. When we stick it through. Yeah. And it's worth it. And I think of the 
76% of black millennials who are not in a marital relationship and think of the benefits that they're missing out on. Yeah. 76%. Okay. So if I'm making an average salary and if the other person's making an average salary and we put it together, we got something. We got an above average salary. We have an above average salary. Okay. We too ordinary. We come together. We can make a little something extra. Yeah. yeah. Something a little extraordinary. Yeah. You know, so it's it's hard for one person to outwork two people. So it's hard. You're going to have to grind that much more if you by yourself are saying I, I can do it all by myself. Well, you're going to be working twice as hard to do that. And, and I and so I think we should close with this unknown uh, quote, uh, unknown, unknown source of this quote, but it's very famous saying, very, very famous quote. If you want, maybe you might know who says it. I don't know. But I think it's a no. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. That's an African proverb. Okay, there we go. There we go. Thank you, Shire. I knew you would probably know. So, Shire, any... any, uh, What y'all think? Call us. Yeah, let us know, man. Let us know in the comments section. What is going on? Call us on... uh, if, If you're viewing this on the Anchor app, you can call in... And leave a voicemail. Um, and we'll throw it up on one of our uh, future shows. So please do that. Uh, let us know in the comment section. What do you think about this conversation? And also, don't forget to give us a five-star rating. Because that helps helps us to be more visible on all of the podcast platforms. Wherever you listen to this, go write us a little review. Say, hey, I liked it. Uh, and... Uh, Go ahead and give us five stars. You can keep the non-five-star reviews to yourself. (laughs) Marcus, we'll take those too. Not so much. But any last words, Ty? This was was a fun. That that was good. I mean. A lot of meat on this Look, we're giving ourselves compliments. Yeah, we are. I I guess we should do that. Well, have a blessed week. Yes. And thanks for rocking with us on the Black Married and Debt-Free Podcast. We out.